Coming up on Shop Talk. of new jobs on Indeed in Canada Mm -hmm. include pay information in the job description. And more importantly, jobs that have listed the salary get two times the amount of applications than jobs that don't have it. Hello, everyone. I'm Al Grego. And I'm Jacqueline Campbell. And this is the May 2023 edition of Shop Talk with Moneris. Welcome to the Shop Talk Podcast, Jacqueline. Thanks for having me, Al. My pleasure. So, Jacqueline, did you know that I can play a little guitar? No, I don't think I... I sing as well. Good for you, but what does that have to do with this podcast? I'm pretty good at whistling, too. You want to hear? Maybe some other time. (laughs) Al? Yeah. What's going on? What do you mean? Why does it sound like you're auditioning for something? I'm just sharing my talents with you. I appreciate it, but why? Well, you're on the talent acquisition team at Moneris, right? Yes, but that's not the type of talent we're looking for here. It's not? No, sorry. Not even the whistling? Especially not the whistling. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're lost then, I guess. I guess so. All kidding aside, Jacqueline, it's May, and for the second year in a row, we're talking about talent acquisition this month. That's right. And as our expert on the subject, I asked you to help me produce this episode. Yes, and I really appreciate the opportunity. So what do you have lined up for me this month? Well, first, we're going to chat with our senior manager of talent acquisition here at Moneris, Josh Dunton. He's going to explain why the candidate experience matters and how companies can level up during their recruitment processes. Okay, that'll be timely information considering today's job marketplace. Definitely. And then we have Michelle Slater joining us from Indeed to share some numbers that might help inform businesses looking to hire top talent. Michelle was on with us last year. I'm really looking forward to catching up with her. But first, let's begin with my chat with Josh. Interview. I'm joined by Josh Dunton. He's the Senior Manager of Talent Acquisition at Moneris. Josh, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for having me. So uh, this month's theme is talent acquisition, and specifically, you're here to talk to me about the candidate experience. So let's start with the obvious question. What's a candidate experience? What does that mean? It's really the candidate's perspective of the employer's recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's basically from the moment they're engaged all the way through the hiring process until the journey ends at either being declined or getting offered to join the company. Um, so it's your job application process, your interview process, any communications you have throughout and any follow-ups that happen. Okay. So why is this important to focus on this right now? I think for two reasons. One, it directly impacts the reputation of the organization. Mm-hmm. And so having a great can experience, people think more highly of your company. And number two, it allows you to hire top talent by having a great can experience. I guess it's important. To, I mean, that's that's what companies are competing with each other on now, right? Is is finding good talent. Yeah, I think sometimes people don't realize the like edge you can get by having that great experience because mm-hmm. a negative experience will make the decision process easier for a candidate to select themselves out. They won't feel as excited about the opportunity that they're they're getting there. Mm-hmm. Whereas a positive one will have them feeling great about not just the organization but the team they're joining and the impact they're going to have, um, and can you know sort of help push the needle that last little bit to get them you know, overlining in the door. Okay. So as an organization, you're trying to improve, what should you be looking for in your own candidate experience to make sure it's positive? 
I mean, the first thing you should do is go through the candidate journey. Mm. So put yourself in the candidate shoes, apply for a job at your company, whether that like through your own job board, or if you have a sandbox environment in your software, do that. But go through the hiring process from the application through what it looks like to schedule interviews through your team and what the offer experience looks like. Even if you want to go so far as onboarding, that's important as well. Um, I think by understanding their perspective, you can figure out where there are areas to be improved. Mm -hmm. And that usually means having prompt follow-up, having a fast, efficient process that is easy for candidates to navigate. It's not duplication. I see a lot of processes where you apply with your resume and then you have to fill in all the information again that's on oh, your resume. I hate it's, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> removing those sort of like blockers for yeah. uh, candidates will make, make it a much more enjoyable experience from the application side. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, making sure that your recruitment team is consistently engaging with candidates to make sure they have, you know, ideas on the timeline, feedback for each step of the journey and what to expect. Now, uh, once you've, you know, identified these areas of improvement, you know, how can an employer make these changes? What would you suggest? Yeah. So I think for the easy ones, like say the duplication and the application process, just remove those steps if you can from your applicant tracking system. Mm -hmm. And for the interview process, I think the first step is going to be documenting what your process looks like to make right. sure that you understand it from end to end, and then just start making those changes and communicating those to either your team or the business of the changes that, that you're making. And I think it's really just like avoiding the common mistakes that you would typically make in the recruiting process that creates a bad mm -hmm. experience. Keeping it simple is really important. Yeah, definitely. So do you have any examples of how uh, you could streamline uh, the application process? The easiest thing to do is if you're not using the applicant tracking system mm -hmm. um, to to invest in one. I know that's not always easy for everyone if you're a smaller company to do that. But right. uh, applicant tracking system really helps streamline everything by, you know, keeping the application flow uh, in line, allowing candidates to track their application status throughout, mm -hmm. uh, and even providing automation for your internal team to schedule easier, uh, communicate through templates easier that are personalized, just just a way to you know continue to engage candidates throughout the process. Mm -hmm. And then if, if you're not investing a lot of money into these solutions, you can also use as a CRM, a customer relationship management tool, to keep in touch with candidates who have been in the process that you want to engage in the future. Interesting. So it also provides, I guess, a template and kind of standardizes your application, right? So it's always the same issue. Uh, experience throughout. Yeah, it'd be the same experience for everyone. And you could keep tweaking it too, right? That's mm -hmm. the, the way you can add you know different questions in the beginning or provide more upfront information. Mm -hmm. I think what, what the key from the applicant tracking system, what it will do is automate a lot of those communications. So when somebody applies, they'll get an email telling them, you know, the application has been received and what to expect next. And you can customize that for your own process. And so that keeps candidates in the know of to what to expect and when. Uh, and then also those templates can be created to be used to schedule interviews or, you know, talk about what next stages are in the process. And so instead of having to create something new every time, from the recruitment side, you're able to sort of keep in touch with candidates at a click of a button and give them those updates. What about interviews? I mean, it might be a bit ironic, but I hate job interviews. Despite me, you know, being a, an interviewer on podcasts, uh, job interviews are my least favorite part of the process. Do you have any kind of uh, tips or suggestions for the interview portion? I, I think two things. So, so one, I think is do video interviewing when possible. Okay. I know we're sort of in this world now where sometimes we're in office, sometimes we're not. But I think with video interviews, what makes it easy is that the candidate's always in a comfortable environment. Mm -hmm. They're at home, they've you know got their coffee, their tea or whatever. It just feels nicer than having to go into an office and worry about parking or traffic or all those things. Right. Um, I still think that puts people at ease. I think one of the easiest things that I don't see a lot when I'm shadowing individuals is just putting people at ease in the interview. Spend that first five minutes, small talk, mm -hmm. talking to the candidate, getting them comfortable. I feel so many times because we're short on time, we jump right into questions and then you don't have that opportunity to get to know that person, help settle their nerves before you start you know, diving into all their work experience. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my pet peeves about applying for a job anywhere mm -hmm is, uh, you know, I, I submit my application, it goes into the ether, and then I may never hear from that employer yeah. again. What's the importance there of, of good communication? 
I think that's the key to having a great candidate experience. Mm. You know, I've been recruiting for a long time. And one thing I noticed is that like the bar is super low for what people expect from recruiters, which is terrible for me being in that profession. But so for me, I always give feedback to candidates I interview. Uh, and that's usually detailed feedback. So I'll usually send them an email first, telling them that we're not moving forward. And then I will give them the opportunity to schedule time with me to talk through that feedback. Mm-hmm. A lot of times candidates will say like, I, I never received feedback like this. This this never happens. And they really appreciate it. And that's a great time for me to create a relationship with them for the future in case they're interested in the company again, or just provide that great experience. At the same time, I also will at least email every candidate that applies right. who is not being selected. Yes. So that at least they know it's just not some black hole of applications. Mm-hmm. And they think like, oh, maybe Moneris will interview me still. It's been six months since I applied. I haven't heard back. Yeah. Like that that rolls along close. So as soon as I review their resume and I'm not moving forward, I'll typically uh, let them know uh, mm-hmm. so that they can sort of close that one off and focus on the job search parts that matter for them. Yeah. The worst feeling there is learning that you missed out on a good opportunity because you thought it was gone uh, and you moved on to something else. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned an applicant tracking system. So there are tools out there and companies that uh, businesses can leverage to improve their candidate experience. Uh, do you have any examples? Yeah. So at Meneris, we use Workday mm-hmm. um, as our applicant tracking system. But in the past, I've used Lever, Greenhouse, Smart Recruiters, and they all come with different benefits and things that, that don't work well. But all of them basically just help you streamline your process. Mm-hmm. And so some of them are lightweight. So if you're a smaller company and you don't need a super robust system that connects and integrates with everything, you can find those and they're cheaper. Um, or you can get an all-in-one like Workday, which we use, which every team across HR at Moneris is using. All right. And final question. I mean, Moneris puts a lot of time and effort into improving this experience. In your past experience, can you tell us about a time where you saw the positive impact of improving the, the candidate experience? I think for me, the positive I've seen from candidate experience comes back to feedback. Mm-hmm. And so for candidates that I've provided feedback to and connected on the phone and given them that advice, typically because it was personalized and I give them specific advice, they'll try to action that if they're interested in working at the company again. And so there's been multiple times in my career where I've had a candidate apply again in six months or a year, mm-hmm. ha- has addressed the gaps they had in their experience and have been hired by the company. And I think that without that feedback loop, those candidates might have given up on working at that company or tried for a different team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I look at like every opportunity where whether it's feedback or anything to create that relationship between the candidate and the organization so that you know we can hire them in the future. Right. And I always say, mm-hmm. we're never going to hire you. It's right now, it's not the right fit. And so in the future, we, we should reassess you know, your experience, how it works. And I think by providing that positive candidate experience, it brings candidates back into reviewing your organization to work there at some point in the future. Yeah, you haven't closed that door. There's a possibility in the future. Yeah, but if you don't get feedback, you do close that door because that mm-hmm. candidate's got such a poor experience. And, and I've been there before where, yeah. you know, I've had a poor experience in the process and I just not ever looked at that company again to work at despite how big they were and successful. It just wasn't something I wanted to do. Same thing about interviewing with the company, left a bad taste in my mouth and my overall opinion of that company then gets yeah. tarnished. It lasts a career too, right? Like mm-hmm. it's 20 years later and you're still like, ah, I don't really want to assess that opportunity. No, thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for your time today, Josh. Thank you for having me. Hey, business owner, does your current POS service provider offer terrible customer service? Are they unable to accept all forms of payment? Do they leave you feeling exposed to fraud? If you answered yes to any of these, then you're obviously not using Moneris, Canada's number one payment processor. We provide advanced fraud protection, give you 24-7 live support, and accept all major credit cards. Plus, until June 30th, new clients can get the latest terminals for $0 a month. In other words, no rental fee for up to a year. For more information on our quick and easy out-of-the-box solution, please visit us at the link provided in the show notes. See why so many Canadian businesses choose Moneris. Terms and conditions apply. 
by the numbers. I'm joined by Michelle Slater. She's a senior director of North American Marketing at Indeed. Michelle, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. It's great to be back. Now, you were on last year around this time again to talk about talent acquisition. And this month, the theme is talent acquisition once again. Uh, first of all, let's talk about Indeed. What does Indeed do? Indeed is Canada's largest job platform. It's mm-hmm. where people can go and post that they're looking for someone that they want to hire to join their organization. And it's also where Canadians can go and put their resume up and look for a job. Now, uh, you're on today for the by the numbers segment. So do you have a data point for me that we could discuss? I sure do. Mm-hmm. The top data point I want to share today is 74% of new jobs on Indeed in Canada mm-hmm. include pay information in the job description. Oh. And more importantly, jobs that have listed the salary get two times the amount of applications than jobs that don't have it. That makes complete sense. I, I don't know. It's so annoying when you go for a job and only later do you find out what the salary expectation is. Probably would have, wouldn't have gone for it to begin with if you'd known. It's disappointing on both mm-hmm. sides. It's yeah. for job seekers who think, hey, this is how much I'm going to make. And also it wastes people's time. It wastes the job seekers time, but it's also frustrating for employers. They might interview someone and go through several steps and rounds before they get to salary expectations and realize that it's a mismatch. So there needs to be some negotiation, of course, but having pay be transparent helps to close the pay gap, makes it easier, and actually makes it a lot faster as well for both the employer and the job seeker. We're talking a lot about the candidate experience in this episode. How would you define the candidate experience? The candidate experience starts at the very beginning when you actually have your job posting. Mm -hmm. But when you think about candidate experience overall, it's what the job seeker thinks and perceives about your company and their brand that you stand for Mm -hmm. throughout the entire process. So that includes recruitment process, the hiring process, the job posting, as I mentioned, what is how easy is it to fill out the application? phone calls, interactions with recruiters. It's all the steps from the very beginning of job posting throughout the entire experience trying to get hired at a particular company. Do you have anything to say about what the job market is right now? Is it still tilted toward the job seeker or is it kind of more in the middle or what would you say? I'd say the current job market has slowed down Mm -hmm. in the last six to nine months in Canada, but there are still many opportunities out there for people depending on the industry that they want to work in as well as where they are based. So depending on where you are in Canada, what type of skill set you have, the type of job you're looking for, it can still be an incredibly hot job market. And for other individuals, sometimes you have to look a little bit longer, open up your job search a little bit longer. So it's very industry specific right now. It is industry specific Mm -hmm. and to a certain extent based on where you live in Canada as well. Yeah, makes sense. Why is it important in this labor market to have a good candidate experience? It's important to keep candidates interested throughout the entire process. It's nothing more frustrating than having a great applicant that you want to hire. And all of a sudden, where did they go? Right. Another reason is you want to attract as many qualified candidates as possible. So mm-hmm. having a great experience will often attract more candidates. Thirdly, ensure that those quality candidates are encouraged to apply. And lastly, we care very much about our company brand and making sure that your reputation is strong. And this can be eroded really, really quickly by many different things, but candidates will talk about what the job experience was like and that that candidate experience. They'll share it with their friends, family members, even on social media. And so you want to make sure your company's reputation is incredibly strong. So from start to finish, having a really great candidate experience matters. As the hiring company, uh, what tips do you have for them? 
There's a couple of tips that I strongly recommend. The first one is stay up to date with what job seekers want in Canada. Yes, they want to be paid well and they want to be paid fairly. But we're also finding that 20% of Canadians are looking for better benefits as a motivation for searching for a new job. So make sure that it's the pay plus the benefits that are up to date and reflective of what the current needs are for Canadians. The second thing is when you are interviewing someone and going through the applications is to make sure that the individuals who are reviewing applications and doing the interview have actually been trained on how to deliver a strong quality interview mm-hmm. and that they've taken some training around unconscious bias. We want to make sure that there's consistency for all of the people who are interviewing for your company and that all biases are taken off the table, mm-hmm. whether that's based on gender or any other biases that individuals may or may not have. And that is a much more positive candidate experience. And then the last thing is make sure your onboarding process is clear and it's simple and it's very straightforward. It's hard when you join a new company and whether you set up the new in- employee with a buddy, you've got documentation all organized, is you want to make sure the onboarding process is as seamless as possible so mm. the new employee feels as welcome as possible at their new company. That's great, Michelle. Where, where can folks learn more about Indeed if they wanted to? Visit us at Indeed.com and also I strongly encourage you to check out our leadership hub for lots of tips on hiring and attracting talent. Thank you so much for your time today, Michelle. Thank you. Save the day. I'm joined by Amanda Ibrahim. She's the Senior Events and Sponsorship Specialist at Moneris. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Al. Now I hear uh, May's calendar is jam-packed, so why don't we get started? What, what do we have to look forward to this month? Yes, a lot on the go. Moneris will be speaking at the Payments Canada Summit in two different sessions. Mm. May 3rd, we are participating on a panel on the evolution of fraud inside and outside of payments. And on May 4th, a concurrent session on creating a more connected commute. Okay. Folks can learn more at thesummit.ca. All right, great. Thanks. What else do you have? On May 11th at 1 p.m., Moneris is hosting a webinar with Ingenico, boosting customer interactions with speed efficiency and security. If you're interested in joining the conversation on leveraging Android terminals uh, to deliver flexible and intuitive customer experiences, check the description of this podcast for the link to register. Perfect. What's next? Moneris is excited to join the Startup Canada Tour as an ecosystem partner for their May 11th stop in Vancouver, BC. The Startup Canada Tour is a five-stop national opportunity to connect with the Canadian entrepreneurship ecosystem, stopping in Whitehorse, Halifax, Vancouver, Calgary, and Ontario. And they'll be bringing together early-stage entrepreneurs to build out their network, learn from industry experts, and drive their businesses forward. If uh, any Anyone's interested in registering, you can at www.startupcanada.ca. All right. What else do you have? Al, as I said, it's a busy month. So mm-hmm. we'll also be at the Cabo Annual Conference from May 8th to 10th. The Federation of Canadian Municipalities Annual Conference and Trade Show from May 25th to 28th. 
and the Retail Council of Canada Store 23 Conference from May 30th to 31st. And finally? And finally, Moneris is also sponsoring the Form Spring E-Series from May 16th to June 15th and Vancouver Board of Trade Digital Transformation Workshop on May 25th. Wow, you aren't lying. That is a jam-packed month. (laughs) And that's all I have for you, Al. (laughs) I think that's enough. Thank you so much for your time today, Amanda. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Al. That's all we have for this month. I hope you found this episode informative. If you haven't already, check out Moneris' other award-winning podcast, Yes, We Are Open. We're halfway through season four. Here's a little taste. Success in business doesn't come without moments of struggle. Moments when you had to face your challenges head on. When you overcome these moments, what you're left with is not just success. You're also left with a story. A story of how you did it. A story to inform, inspire, and be proud of. At Yes, We Are Open, it's our business to tell these stories, and we're kind of good at it. Subscribe now to Season 4 of the award-winning Yes, We Are Open, available wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast and Yes, We Are Open wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, share this podcast with your network or review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And finally, if you have a payment related question you'd like to submit to one of our experts, you can email us at podcast at Join us again next month for more expert insight and data to help you grow your business. Thank you so much for co-hosting, Jacqueline. Thanks, Al. On behalf of Jacqueline, myself and the rest of Moneris, thank you for listening to Shop Talk. Talk again in June.